Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who's on the line? Good morning. Praise God. It's Rita. Good morning, Rita. Happy Wednesday. Praise God. Have a blessed one. Thank you. You too. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. It's Tiffany. Good morning, Tiffany. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Amen. Yes, he does. And God is good all the time. Happy yeah. Wednesday, Sister Yvonne. Thank you. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you as well. God bless you. Thank you. You're welcome. Good morning, Balasita. It's Miss B. Good Happy morning, Wednesday. Thank you. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Balasita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Ms. Sharon. Good morning, Marcella. Good morning, Marcella. Happy Wednesday to both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Valuable. It's Rochelle. Good morning, Rochelle. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Can I um, add someone to the prayer list? You sure can. I'm ready. Okay, I'm sorry. <clears throat> um, it's for Sonia uh, and for her brother and the um, resting of her sister-in-law this week and also um, for her dad and stepmom. So she has, um, her plate is pretty heavy. So I, as uh, her family, her Victory family, just can hold her up and call her out. Okay, definitely. Thank you for letting us know. Okay, I got it. Thank you so much, Rochelle. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Hey, good morning, Phoebe. It's Dee Dee. I love you. Love you and good morning. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, it's Brother Michael. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning, Brother Michael, and happy Wednesday to you as well. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who's on the line? Good morning, Ms. Diane. Good morning, Diane. Happy Wednesday. 
Happy Wednesday to our fellow seeker. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. Good, good. Go on mute. Okay. Good morning. Thank you for calling to Claire Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. This is Christina. Good morning, Christina. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning. It's Prosperous Pam. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, Prosperous. Thank you. Good morning. This is Cynthia. Good morning, Cynthia. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place your phones on mute, and we'll begin the hosting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time, to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. Be sure to continue joining us daily during May, where our new monthly theme is entitled Grace. This means that all of our declarations will be regarding the grace that God has extended to us through Christ our Savior and Lord. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that Declare Victory Fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you would like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. when we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. You can give at declarevictory.org or through your PayPal app at paypal.me forward slash declare victory or through your cash app at dollar sign I declare victory now. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in him. There are no new prayer requests from the app. However, we do have one spoken prayer request, and Rochelle is asking us to pray for our sister, Sonia, and her brother as they are laying to rest sister um, Sonia's sister-in-law, and also ask for prayer for her dad and her stepmom. So let's just lift up the whole family. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Sabrina, declaration by Dion, then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by Dion. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise by Sabrina, declaration by Dion, and then closing comments will be hosted by Dion. The scripture for today is Galatians chapter 1, verse 16. 
I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you by the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to Sabrina. Father, we bless your name this morning for your goodness and your mercy towards us. We take a minute to sit in the fact that you allowed us to see another day. But you woke us up. You touched us with your favor of love and allowed us to see the fulfillment of your promise and your grace of brand new mercy. Amen. Lord, we thank you for even the clothes that you give us to wear today. We thank you for the food that we'll eat specifically today. We thank you for the gas that will be expended in our car today. We thank you for our loved ones that we will have interactions with today. We thank you for health and strength today. We thank you for a sound mind today. We thank you for the joy of the Lord that will be our strength today. We thank you for your angels that will encamp around us today. We thank you for the hurt, the harm, and the danger that you will withhold from us today. Why today? Because your word says, take no thought for tomorrow, because tomorrow has enough worries of its own. So God, we stand in today being mindful of your goodness and your mercy towards us. We thank you that you are a God of provision on today. So God, we don't think about what might happen. We don't even worry about what could happen. We stand in what's happening right now. And the fact is we're standing in the midst of goodness and mercy today. So Father, we bless your name because you are good and your mercy endures forever to all generations. We bless you for an opportunity to serve you. We bless you that while we were in sin, you called us and you waited for us. God, we thank you that you are a patient God. You are a loving God. You're on time, God. You're all sufficient, all knowing, omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient. You are God and God alone. And today we bless your name for the knowledge of your grace. God, we thank you. We thank you for the knowledge of just how gracious you are. You are good. You are good. You are good. You are good. So today, God, even as we have petitions that we are bringing before you, those that have been spoken, those that are unspoken, we speak them differently today because we speak them with the knowledge of your grace. We speak them knowing that all things will work together for the good because of your grace. So even if it feels like it's not working, we realize that your grace is sufficient even in that moment. Even if it feels like that sand is running out of the hourglass, we thank you because you have already provided grace for that. We thank you, God, that even when it looks like we would lose, your grace says no matter what we win. So we bless you today from a different place. We bless you from the knowledge of just how complete your grace is today. We thank you, God, for all of those that are waiting for the manifestation. God, we thank you for all of those that are holding the promise. We thank you for all of those that refuses to let go to your unchanging hand in the midst 
of death and sorrow. They're yet holding on. We lift them up to you, Father. We lift up the Ruiz family today as they lay James to rest. God, I ask that you will bless his wife and his children. Bless all of those that love them, God, with peace that surpasses all understanding. We thank you for grace to even understand our sorrow. We thank you for the grace that will mend broken hearts together. We thank you because you give us the strength to go on even when we don't realize we're moving forward. Your grace propels us. So God, we lift our family up to you today. Father, we lift up Rosalind Bassett as she get ready to lay her daughter to rest on Friday. And God, we thank you for how you're holding her together. We thank you for your loving arms that you've wrapped around her, the people that you've insulated her with. God, we just bless you because that alone is grace. We thank you. Hallelujah. When we look at certain situations, we can say if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, their side, your side, and my side, we don't know where we would be. But we thank you that we don't have to experience it because of your grace. Father, we lift up Sonia and her brother to you, God, and the loss of her sister-in-law. We lift up her father and her stepmother. We lift up her parents to you, God. We lift up that entire family and we ask you, God, that what you're doing for other families that you would do for them and that's simply to carry them through. Your word gives us permission to cast all of our cares on you simply because you care for us. So we cast broken hearts. Hallelujah. We cast broken spirits. We cast questions that have no answers. Father, we thank you that you are the answer. So we don't have to search to make things make sense. If we have you, God, we have all that we need. We lift up those, God, that are homeless and sleeping on the streets. Father, we lift up the mentally ill, those that need help and don't even realize it. Father, we thank you because they are yet sons. They are yet daughters. We thank you that you love them just like you love us. So we lift them up before you today, God, and we thank you for the mercy that you extend daily on their behalf. We lift up those that are in hospitals. Father, we lift up those that are in classrooms. Father, we lift up those who are battling with COVID. We thank you that you are the only inoculant hallelujah, that can heal. So we bless your name on today, God. We place no confidence in vaccines. We thank you for the wisdom that you give scientists and medical professionals. But God, we realize that it is you, hallelujah, that gives them the mind. So instead of worshiping the creation, we give all glory to the creator. Hallelujah, the all-sufficient one. Father, we bless your name for graduations. Hallelujah, ones that we thought might not happen, but your grace and your mercy. We thank you on this morning for miracles, signs, and wonders. We thank you for your fire on this morning. God, we bless your name because that is another form of your grace. So, Father, as we get ready to face the day, we face it differently today. We face it with the full understanding that your grace is sufficient. So as we take our phones off of me, God, we do it, hallelujah, to worship you for your grace that continues to cover us. God, we thank you for your grace that continues to blanket us. God, we thank you for your grace that continues to keep us moving. We thank you for the 
Thank you for yesterday. Thank you for Thank you for Thank you for ruling our lives. Thank you for ruling our minds. Thank you for giving us some money to pay for it. We cannot
the fast today. I believe that it will be worth your time. It will be worth the investment. It will be worth the discomfort and the hunger pains uh, simply to know that you are cognizant of the presence of our great and awesome God. Good morning, family, and thank you all for joining us this morning. Um, what an amazing way to start a Wednesday morning, being reminded that you have an allotted uh, grace, something that was set just for you because God already knew that you would need a Savior. He knew that you would need grace. He knew that you would need an abundance of uh, patience in whatever area uh, you may be struggling or fighting through. I believe that his grace is indeed sufficient. Um, we've had so many great shares yesterday. The, uh, Bernice broke down the different sorts of grace, the levels of grace. Um, on Monday, Geraldine liked to pray to us underneath the church pew, <laughs> and, and the, uh, Dawson shared thereafter. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit, and I'm going to use several different texts, so if you are a note taker, now is a great time to grab a pen, as I'll probably rattle through some scriptures. Um, when I began to consider what the word of the Lord concerning grace was this morning. I remember the day that it clicked in my heart and my mind that his grace concerning me never expires. It never runs out. It never um, is so minimal that it would set me up for failure. We, we have been taught so many different things. Um, and I believe that if we have a clear understanding of what grace actually offers, we wouldn't struggle so. We wouldn't um, do what, what I call the, the fish out of water dance. We wouldn't be so consumed with things, but we begin to be uh, overwhelmingly consumed with who God is and the reality that we don't know him the way that I believe each of us should. We don't understand how great his love is for us. Um, and, and it can cause you to wane. It can cause you to flail. It can cause you to be so capsized by your circumstances, your situation, your shortcomings. Um, and to be very honest, um, when I really grasped that if I had just smoked some crack <clears throat> before I got on this line, that God would still love me. If I had just got out of some strange person's bed two minutes ago, got on this call and had repented and, and went on with my life, that God would not hold me hostage to my error. If I had just robbed the bank at gunpoint and scared the bejesus out of the tellers uh, and, and went through the measures of recognizing that I had made an error. Not only would God not hold me hostage, but it's like you have 
a dry erase board and a bunch of dry erase markers and his grace comes and wipes the slate clean every time because the measure of grace for your life is already allotted. Amen. Um, there is a series that Matthew Stevenson did, um, and and I'll try to find the link and share it, where he did a teaching, um, a full teaching on grace. That teaching, um, really, honestly, it revolutionized how I saw myself. Um, and this was just a couple of years ago, y'all, and I've been doing this thing for a little while. I, I didn't just start. That, you know, this is not a, a new venture. This is not a new journey, but um, it is an absolute new understanding. It's not only freeing and cathartic, but it is the thing that helped me not to bury my head, not to beat myself up, not to stress myself out about my history, but it helped me to recognize that my history is all uh, governed according to what God has for my destiny. So I want to free somebody this morning, somebody that is um, walking through life, beating themselves up and stressing themselves out about the things they've done in times past and remind you that, listen, not only is God's grace sufficient, but it is designed so that you Never fail. Let me say that again. Even what you consider failures, God's grace is designed so that you never fail. That you always win. Always win, 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 no matter what. I don't know the rest of the words to that song. But I need you all to know that we always triumph. We always win. So let, let's jump into the word of God and and let's let's talk about it this morning. Now let me give you a heads up. We have radiation this morning, so um you'll I, I don't I'm not positive how long I'll have to go. We have to be in the city uh by eight forty five. So I'll probably take a couple of questions, but I have to prepare to uh run back to the city, just FYI. All right. Okay, so let's let's start. Um, let's start with Second Corinthians eight and seven. Second Corinthians eight and seven, and it reads as follows: But as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in earnestness. And in our love for you, see that you excel in the act of grace also. Right? See that you excel in the act of grace also. It's almost like like Jesus sent us a, a, a love note um, that as we are becoming, it is imperative that the same grace that he demonstrates toward us, we demonstrate toward others. It, it is as if he says, 
I need you to stretch in capacity. I need you to extend yourself. I need you to um, go the extra mile as I have for you with my life, with my blood, with the cross, with the death. I need you to understand that somebody else needs that same extension of my love for you, right? Grace can be considered a judgment annihilator, right? Grace can be considered the thing that destroys how we perceive others because we understand that that grace has been extended to us. It helps us not to um, look at someone and make an immediate assumption. Grace is a, it's like a, a warm blanket. <laughs> it is the thing that comforts and consoles that lets us know when you get the, the clear perception of how instrumental grace is in the fact that you are still living, um, the fact that you are still awake, alive, aware. Um, grace has the ability, if you allow it, it is it is like the gift of salvation. You have to understand the the mathematical equation that it is for you. It's just a gift. It's it's a gift and it, it gives you room to move around. Now, I, I just want y'all to know this in advance. I get sick and tired of talking about my my story. But it's almost like God gave me my story so that there's no question, that there's no um, insecurity in moving forward because you see it actively working in my life, right? You see it not only actively working, but working in such a way that it begins to shift the thinking of people around. Um, I don't necessarily always have to tell the details, but what I will say is this. To walk in the level of grace that God has demonstrated in my life on behalf of my children, for me, is breathtaking. With what all is, is, is going on, and, and while you guys see the end result of, um, you know, pictures online, yesterday during the course of of Josiah's photo shoot, we had to stop several times because his nose will just randomly start to bleed. And, you know, his body, uh, because of the radiation in his head and, and in his back, and when you look at him, you never have a clue. I need you to understand that that's how God sees us whole. When his presence is there, everything about who we are, everything about what he sees in us and, and through us and for us is it, all perfect. So you all see a perfect picture that is full of grace. Let, let's hit this word one more time. So, so listen, if you were unclear, let me, let me help you a little bit more. Ephesians 4 and 7 says, but to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ has appropriated it, right? As he has allotted it, as he has set it aside. Okay, this, this cup of grace is for Dion. Now listen, while his grace for your life will never run out, 
his grace for a thing may. Let me tell you what that looks like. It looks like you ever been in a situation, a relationship, a friendship, on a job, and and all of a sudden something happens, something clicks in your head, and you're like, yeah, I'm not doing this no more. <laughs> Period. Done. Finished. That's what it looks like when grace has expired. You ever been doing something you know you ain't had no business doing and just one day you wake up? That's how it was for me when I smoked weed. My grace for smoking just it went out the window. And, yes, I used to blow. You hear me? I used to keep an eighth of weed. I did. I did. I did. For years, right, for about four or five years, I, I, I smoked. And I remember the day um, that is, it's just like grace expired for that. Um, I began to rationalize it, and and it didn't make sense because I didn't have anything to run from. I had found someone to run to. And as he began to to peel off the layers of the things that I had held myself hostage to, he would remind me of how great his love was for me, not how great my errors were, not how awful and treacherous I had been over time because I had been. Right in my thinking, I was I was broken, I was angry, I was hurting, um, and and until that day comes for a thing, right? Until that day comes, it, it there's no pressure, there's no stress. You just do whatever you do, but then something happens. You you ever uh, been in a situation and you knew the relationship itself wasn't good for you, it wasn't designed for you to win, and something happens, something clicks down on the inside of you, and you recognize, okay, this, this season is up, this is ended. And so that being said, a lot of times we will misconstrue several things. Number one, that um, we just made a decision. No, 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 boo, your grace ran out for that. I used to work at Comcast when I lived in Atlanta. And, um, again, this journey for me began quite some time ago. Um, it was 2008, if I'm not mistaken, 2007, 2008, something like that. I left California um, making thousands of dollars a month. And I remember the day my grace for here um, was almost expunged from me. It was almost like somebody came and took it from me. And sitting in this job, I remember my supervisor brought me my check, and I opened the check, and, honey, I fell out laughing because it was so little. I mean, it was a short check, and I had been there all week, and I was thinking to myself, now, pride had much to do with that. But what I realized was that was not what I was, I didn't have the grace for it. I didn't have the patience. I didn't have the temperance, especially for pennies. And I, in my mind, I was thinking, I, I know there's got to be more than this can't be it. This cannot be what I'm called to do, right? So Colossians 1 and 6 says that has come to you. In the same way, the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world. 
just as it had been do- uh, been doing among you since the day you heard since the day you heard it and truly understood God's grace. You know how we hear the hell, fire, and brimstone sermons, and we we hear where people will automatically send us to hell if we do X or if we don't do so-and-so. If you got on red lipstick, if you had on earrings, if you uh, had on a little too much rouge or your dress was a little too tight, you would automatically be sent to whole entire hell instantly. Didn't take much for people to uh, wrap you up. You know, that that young mother who walks in the door with no husband, no wedding ring on, honey, she is sized up by the good church mothers. We, we won't be that because we understand the power of grace. Um, we, we won't we won't demonstrate that because we know how how freeing it is to be loved and to be accepted. Grace is that thing that helps us to abolish our emotional rants concerning what we don't necessarily understand because we've not been exposed to it. Truth is, we don't know where people have been. We don't know what they've gone through. As uh, I, I was walking to, there's a little, like, food truck park across the street from the facility that Josiah are staying in during the week. And um, each day that I go outside, because the room is is small, there are no um, windows that you can open. So just to get some air so we don't get cabin fever, we will often walk across the street. So last night, I mean, night before last, as as I walked outside, and and since I've been there, there had not been anybody sleeping on the benches or anything like that. But um, some of you may have seen the picture that I shared on Facebook the other day. And when I, I looked at the baby laying on the ground, he may have been 24 at the most. I don't even think he was that old. I think he was much younger. Um, but he was exhausted. It was like life had come and sucked the life out of him. And I, I see homelessness often. I see, you know, brokenness often. I, I, it's not a foreign thing, but there was something different about how I saw this baby as he laid on the Walgreen bags. And um, I, I sat there for a while on the opposite side of him. And I just watched the people look at him and scoff and shake their heads and uh, point and click. and uh, It was awful. And it's not very often that you get an opportunity. I mean, again, because we see homelessness so frequently. But this, he was a baby. He was a, a child in my eyes. And all I could see was, his brokenness, it, it it pulled my heart very differently. I was talking to my mom on the phone and I was like, Mom, I can't keep talking to you. I gotta I gotta hang up. I gotta at least, you know, ask him if, if I can get him a blanket or a, a a sleeping bag. And when I asked him initially, he said, Ma'am, it'll be too much to carry. And I said, No, 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 I got the compact ones. You can put it in your little bag and put it on your back. And 
he said, I'm, he said, I'm just, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. He said, I'll be okay. He said, thank you for asking though. So I, I figured maybe he'd stay there for a little bit. And I went back upstairs to the room. I couldn't sit there anymore, even though he had refused. I walked outside. He was in the same place. And I sat there again, and I watched the people watching him and um, making assessments of who they thought he was based on him laying on those Walgreens bags. And, and I couldn't help myself. And y'all know the story about uh, having to park my car on the moon. I didn't care. It was dark. It was cold. But it was darker and colder for him. It's what Grace looks like. He was um, completely uncovered, just laying there in his, it, it appeared that he had a wristband on. I don't know if he had just gotten out of the hospital. I don't know what the case was, but I was thinking to myself, where is this baby's mother? As I struggle to make sure um, my children experience the same grace I demonstrate to strangers. It was a reminder that uh, one day I'm sure Somebody may have seen my child <laughs> looking like he was useless and worthless, but he's my son. And I saw that baby, and all I could see was Deontay, DeMarie, and Josiah. It warmed my heart differently because I know that it, it could have been uh, had not the word been spoken that my children would never, uh, never be without because of who God made me. But it made my, my heart not just tender. Um, it made me aware that if sometimes, and, and the, when the baby told me that he couldn't, probably couldn't carry the backpack or whatever it is, the sleeping bag, I couldn't wait to get up the next morning to, to see if he had taken it with him. So at least he doesn't have to be cold the next day. Grace is the thing that will help you to unwrap what you think you see and ask questions instead of making judgments. I never really ask um you know, what's, what's wrong? I asked the question, how did they get here? What, what did it for you that, that put you in a position where you forgot that God loves you? Has anybody ever told you? And if they had not, I wonder if you would be able to hear them. Yesterday, I was sitting in that same food park, obviously, this has become a little place of ministry. There's not a day that goes by that I don't ask Holy Spirit for an opportunity to demonstrate uh, his love and his grace, that he does not meet that need. And I was, I was waiting for my food to be done, and a, a young lady walked over. And as I, I looked up, there's a thing that happens. Uh, can you mute your phone for us? whoever that is. There's a thing that happens when there's a word in my mouth for someone. And when I looked at her, um, I knew that there was a word. And there's a timing that happens. There's a, 
a grace that happens for how and when, um, as I am still learning um, the mastery of of operating as a, a, a seer and in in the prophetic. Um, and the the young lady, she just asked me something about my food. I was like, yeah, that, that that's her. So long story short. Um, Claire Victory bought her lunch on yesterday, <laughs> and we sat and we had lunch together, and we talked about um, destiny and hope and future, and the young lady said to me, she said, this morning I prayed differently, and I asked God to send me a word, and here, ma'am, you are. We were able to pray, and really just ask God to give clarity. I said all of that to say this. God has given us all a grace to do a thing, right? It means that your history, it means that your story, and and as you learn how to operate fully in submission or surrender, and, and I'm still working on it, don't, don't get it twisted, he will give you what story to tell. See, there are things in your life that have happened that are necessary for somebody else's journey. There are things that you would consider embarrassing or heartbreaking or breathtaking or things you wish you hadn't done, that the grace that was already allotted for you prepared you for that very moment. There may be a circumstance or a situation that you had forgotten about, and the Holy Spirit will bring all things back to your remembrance according to the Word of God. And so... I told a story that I didn't even realize really realize I had retained in my head. And as I began to talk, she began to weep. That's how you understand that the Holy Spirit is in full operation because that hard heart, that stony heart, that frustrated place, something about the power of grace, right? And now, mind you, she's just on a lunch break or whatever. But God is so strategic in how he um, releases his grace to us, how he reminds us that we are part of a royal court. It is is even an awakening to um, some of those dark places. Let me let me back up even to Sunday, which was Mother's Day. Now, mind you, during the week, all week long, we are hospital bound. That's all we do. <laughs> That's my job. My job is to be with my kid at the hospital. Isn't that something? Um, on Sunday, my, my little brother called and said, hey, I want to go grab the boat. If you guys want to get on the boat. My mother is at the house, you guys saw the pictures. My mama was terrified. She was scared. I ain't getting on the boat. Girl, yes, you are. Listen, all the hell I've been through all week, I'm going to go sit on the water and experience for real the power of God's grace. God has kept me from snapping out. See, y'all, y'all would just about say, yeah, no, I understand. It took you long enough. But because of the grace of God that rests on my life, because he allotted, uh, it's like I got a big slice of cake. As much as it is, it doesn't feel like what it is, which can afford me even the capacity to say, yeah, I'm absolutely getting on the boat. Not only am I getting on it, but we can stay on that thing as long as you want. 
And the only reason that I could do that, in spite of all that um, my life is called to walk through, is because I understand that that's my, that's my portion for this season, for as long as it lasts. But he's so mindful of us, so conscious of what we can and cannot handle, what we can and cannot do, because he's already equipped you for every single thing that you'll ever go through. There is grace for that. Everything. Not some of them, not kind of, not sort of, not a little bit. Every single thing you'll ever go through, his grace is not only sufficient, but it comes in abundance. It comes in excess if you have the capacity to receive it. You have to decide, right? Every single one of us have a responsibility. According to Acts 20 and 24, however, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. The task of high glory to Jesus, of testifying to the good news of God's grace. And some of you may not understand that just yet, but I assure you, let me, let me read that again. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim my only aim is to finish the race and complete the task that the Lord Jesus has given me. The task of testifying to his good news of God's grace, right? And so it, it brings me to tears because I recognize that he's given me the grace for the hard stuff. I get it. But in the hard stuff, all I see, all I experience, all I feel, and don't get me wrong, some days are harder than others, but his grace is not only sufficient, but it is ever abounding. It never changes. It never goes away. It never releases me from the obligation of my testimony, right? So it means that all the stuff that you survived, all the things that you thought would take you out, all the things that you thought would render you powerless, sweetheart, you are simply building your testimony. All the things that were meant in your mind to destroy you, God's grace covered that. All the times where you thought it should have been different, but still God gets the glory because there's a testimony and whatever it is that you went through. I'm not so caught I'm on shifted. Hallelujah. All the things that you thought would be the catalyst to your destruction. Guess what? All you ever have to do is change your perspective. All you ever have to do is finalize that you understand that because his grace is sufficient, there's nothing you cannot overcome. 
There's nothing you cannot come through. There's nothing that you will not uh, be able to use to empower you to get you to the next place. You just have to remember that his grace is sufficient for you. You have to know that um, no matter the mistakes that you've made in and out of season, that when God gets sick of you doing the thing, honey, let me tell you something real quick. Let me help you out. This this from me to you. This right here is going to be a love note to somebody. Child, I have done things in my walk that was lame. I had no business. Shame on me. Um, but let me tell you this. When he took the grace for me to be raggedy, it's almost like, uh, I took a magic, you know, the red and blue pill from Nico in um, The Matrix. <laughs> it was almost like I chose the pill that changed everything. Overnight, the grace for that was gone. So I need you to know that that statement, all things in Romans 8 and 28, about things working together, honey, I need you to be clear. There is absolutely nothing that you could do from being an addict to being a, an adulterer to being a whoremonger to being a thief to being a liar to being a crook or a criminal, all of that stuff, you could do it until his grace run out for that. But what happens is it does not change how he loves you. It changes how you feel about a thing that he's removed the grace for. Let me say that again. It does not change his love for you. It changes how you perceive what it is that you are operating in that has absolutely run out of grace. And so I just want to encourage somebody this morning. I don't care where you are in your walk, if you're a, a beginner, if you're a newbie, if you're an old head and you have been in religion and tradition forever and you keep sending people to hell, stop it. Cut it out you probably get there before they will. Understand the power of what grace is. Grace is a path. And I'm not saying that we keep sinning should grace abound. No, because this is what I need you to know. When he gets sick of whatever it is, he takes the grace from you to be bothered with it. He doesn't take the grace from you. I hope that made sense. He does not remove his grace off of your life. He removes the capacity for you to stomach whatever the thing is that is impeding upon you operating fully in who and what he is. So this morning, now, now one of the things that, that I have noticed happen as I, as I prepare to close, when you start to really understand the principle and the power of grace, it's almost like you wild out just to see. I'm telling you because I did it, right? <laughs> Let me see if. <laughs> Let me see if this is real. I've been taught I'm going to hell over and over again, and God is some type of cotton-picking ogre for years and years and years uh, because people are absolutely clueless um, because instead of studying the word for, for ourselves, what we do is we listen to authority figures that have been taught wrong. That's not, that's not what this is. You need to know 
what grace looks like for yourself via the word. It's super important. So going forward, I pray that you would remember that every single thing that you do under the sun, especially when you have submitted yourself to who God is, is all going to work for you and it's not your reasoning for going to hell. You you going to hell if you say Jesus is not Lord. <laughs> that that's roundabout. I'll see to the left. That's roundabout it. Right? If you confess with your mouth, believe with your heart that God raised him from the dead, that you shall be saved. Salvation, um unless of course you blaspheme and act like Jesus never is or was. Um, the truth is that it's a, it's a gift. Grace is a gift, just like salvation is. So that being said, I pray that something I said encouraged you, that something I said empowered you, that something that I said prepared you to live and to live your very best life. I assure you that as you submit yourself to God, you receive the grace that is allotted for your life. Not only will you have a testimony, but you'll do what the word says when it tells you to go throughout the world. See, if I hadn't been in San Francisco, I wouldn't have seen the baby. If I hadn't seen uh, the baby, it wouldn't be a testimony. If I hadn't, uh, my baby hadn't been sick, I wouldn't be able to go to the hospital and uh push the little old lady or go get her a little wheelchair because she's there by herself because her kids ain't around. I, I w- wouldn't be able to do half of the things that I do if not for what looks like trouble to the world, right? But it sends me places that I would not otherwise go. It takes me indoors that I would not otherwise have access to. But more importantly, it gives me the opportunity to demonstrate that same grace that God demonstrates to me daily in spite of who I am. He knows me, and he still sends me. Amen. Amen. That being said, good morning, God morning, great morning. Now is the time that we have set aside for us to say our good morning. Good morning. Is there anyone who wants to say good morning? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Amen. Good morning. Good morning, 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 y'all. That was about 70 y'all at one time, that time. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and good morning. Good morning, Tracy. Oh, hey, Sister Tracy. (laughs) You need to say your voice. I know. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Have a blessed day. Amen. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Good morning. It's Monica. Today is my birthday. Happy birthday. Good morning, Mrs. Kedra. Happy Happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you, everyone. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you, everyone. We love you too, huh? Thanks for spending your birthday morning with us. <laughs> happy birthday. Yvonne screaming happy birthday. 
<laughs> Thank you, Yvonne. Right at the table, getting ready. Go ahead, birthday. Hey, you guys. Um, hey, so I also want to say good morning. It's Moxie. Love you. Hey, Moxie. Good morning, honey. Good morning, Queen. Good morning, Queen. Sister Melinda. Awesome declaration. Amen. God bless you. Bless you too, guys. Good morning. Good morning, family. It's magnificent. Good morning, Pastor. Hey, magnificent. Great morning. Good morning. It's jubilant. Hey, jubilant. Good morning. Good morning, Pastor Dion. It's Miss B. Hey, Miss B. Hey, man. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> morning, D. Morning, family. It's Jill. <coughs> hey, Jill. Great morning. Hey, good, good morning, morning Dion. Hey, good morning, morning. Dion. Moni. Hi, Moni. In the middle. Yay, morning. <laughs> that was Dee Dee with her. Me and her were a duet this morning. Love you, sis. Yeah, yeah we hey, are. <laughs> good morning. Good morning, Dion. Good morning, Dion. It's persistent. Okay. Good morning. Hey, God bless you. Good morning. God bless you all. Good morning. This is Frederica, the young lady from the truck. truck. (laughs) Wow. Welcome, Frederica. Welcome. Yes, welcome. Hey, Frederica, I know that name. I love you. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's so good to hear your voice this morning. Thank you. Thank you for your blessing yesterday and for the word this morning. And invite me on the line. <laughs> I couldn't make this stuff up, y'all. I'm telling you, if I if I didn't know myself, I would I would think I made stuff up. I I'm serious. Hey, good morning. This is Tanya, not Tanya. That was that was one of the richest, most fulfilling breakfasts that I've had um, in a while. I mean, like, the, the what, what I've heard this week has been really good, but I mean, like, today. Um, and I know you got to go, um, and I probably am going to kick myself for saying this, but I'd be willing to volunteer to um, finish the discussion. Send, such a great yeah, sister. because uh, I'm going to kick myself. So can I bring you my homework, though? Can I bring you my homework a little bit later today? Um, so, so, so because there are some things that you touched on, I'm sure some religious people grabbed the uh-huh. girl. Um, yeah. And some other religious they people. They sent me the hell up. too, mm-hmm. And they right, and they don't they don't realize that that. But but I, it, it would be a great time to talk about it. Um, so I'd yeah. be willing to extend it just for a little bit after you have to go. Okay. Amen. <laughs> I love Jesus. He's so tight. <laughs> That's all I got. Amen. Anybody else want to say good morning? I do. What you got, what even you got to say, good morning. Even though I said good morning already, I just want to say good morning, Pastor Dion. And I want to say good morning to Jesus. And I want to say um, I'm, I'm very happy because I have um sisters that I can talk to um, on the line. And I want to thank God 
for them. And I want to thank God for you, Pastor Dion, and everybody um, on the line. I want to thank God, God for um, answering my prayers um, when they they spoke out and um, gave me their number for me to call and stuff like that. <laughs> it's been a great help and, and it's joy. I'm happy. Wow. That's what I'm talking about. Do you hear her sound? You you hear her sounding? Girl, don't play with me. You already know. Oh my God, that's Cynthia. that's my little. That's my little sweet baby right there. Yep. She didn't try. She didn't try to quit us. Look, she didn't try to quit us oh. so many times. She ain't going nowhere, child. Cut no. it out. No, <laughs> Cynthia, you so I, I, yes, I yes. hear that. You, I hear that you you got it. You got something this morning, like something yeah. quick. Yeah. I hear. Okay, all right. Now shut up. Hey, Dion and Cheryl, I just want to say it is such a blessing to be able to know. Um, so many days I went to that truck stop or truck park um, so many days at lunchtime and, you know, just going for food or going for a simple meal that I knew was going to be tasty um, mm-hmm. and dealing with some stuff. So it is. it does my heart glad to know that an angel of God is walking in so many people. You see beyond what you see a lot of times. And just to see you in that park and, and being able to see beyond what you see there, because so many people that are coming Okay, wait, wait, wait. Who, 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 who moving their house? Who dragging something across the floor? Mute for us, please. Got you. Um, so many people that you walk past and that, you know, we work with and you walk past on the sidewalk that you see so much when, when we are, uh, asking to see beyond what we see in the natural. So it does my heart so much joy just to know that you are able to touch somebody and talk to somebody and somebody was able to see back. It is is different when you know which you know about a place and I'm not saying it's a bad place, but just to know that his presence is there and that um, you were able to reach out to someone that may not have said anything, but even if they did, that your presence is there. So thank God for you. I, I thank God for you. I think. Yeah. I want to piggyback on that. Um, when she was saying that what it is, um, Pastor Dion is you have the agape love. There's a lot of times people, are going to look at those people and turn their head and, and judge them and stuff. But you are showing the agape love, and not everybody has that. Not everybody knows about that, and and you have to. Uh, God has to give you that. You have to work to that that part to get that agape love, and you really do have it because for you to 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 love like that, not everybody loves like that, and that that's a special thing. So you have the agape love. Well, well, the beautiful thing is we all have it. The the key is exercising it because we come equipped with there there and and don't don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I know you know there are some people who are sociopaths or you know things of that nature who they're you know something is wrong. But mm-hmm. at, at the the core and the crux of who we are, because God makes no mistakes, we all have access to it. It just so happens I love love. See, this is one of the things I think I love most about God is the thing that you were lacking most, especially if you deal with abandonment or rejection of any sort. Um, 
some deliverance has to take place, right? And so while I've always been concerned about people, it's like um, you're no different than if you are overweight. You go to the gym over and over and over again. By the time it's all said and done, that which was not serving you, that which is fat or, you know, um, cellulite, it begins to turn into muscle. You just got to learn how to work your love muscle, child. I love love. Mm-hmm. I love it. I know what it has done for me. And and what I'll give you is this. What I understand is relationship is everything, right? Yeah. So we grow and we develop. We're cultivated. You can't expect somebody in an isolated place, expect somebody in a cage to get out of the cage and not go absolutely ham, right? They get out, tear up everything, eat up everything. You know, they. I'm sure they are, are lacking certain things. But what happens is you start to get exposed to relationship with God. And you have him love on you the way that he loves on us. The problem is most times we don't have the capacity to receive his grace. Right? Mm. And so so that's why he said, lifting your stakes, stakes Isaiah, uh, Isaiah 54, stretch forth your curtains, for soon you'll be bursting on the left and on the right. One of the things that I ask God for constantly is to teach me how to receive that which you have for me. That was hard because pride held me hostage to what I was able to do for myself. Mm. Okay. Right? When you relinquish your um, our, our thinking is skewed. When you don't have the ability to allow somebody to love you, I'm, let me give you another example. So Tanya and I have been friends since I was, um, well, I've known her probably since I was about 17 or 18. I'm 48. That's almost 30 years. Mm-hmm. As I began to watch her life, um, and she was rather quiet because I wasn't saved. So she didn't have a whole bunch to talk to me about. She was steady sending me to hell. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, she sent me to, I'm sure she sent me to hell at least every other week. Every time she came and got her hair done. <laughs> However. You know what? Time was, I, I'm so it, forgive you, when I you said sent I me to hell. Don't you. act like you didn't send me to hell. You sent me. I did. A lot. I re- with ga- I with gasoline draws on. With gasoline, with your gasoline in them. <laughs> yep. With my religious, with my religious cogent Pentecostal. Uh-huh. Yeah. uh-huh. She sent me straight to hell because I had all red lips and I was I was probably gonna uh, talk real loud and cut somebody out, all of the stuff. But I I didn't do any of that in front of her. And she still sent me to hell, so I was kind of good a little bit. Anyway, I said I said all of that to say, um, as our relationship began to form, and and time went on, and we spent time together, um, and and she really began to kind of teach me how to study the word, and and then I had the cooties as a young girl, right? And so I watched her enough so that I asked her. I don't know how to operate this stuff. You, you, when you grow up in Baptist church, that's why I'm not so super privy to a bunch of denominations because I just wanted help. I didn't care what form it came in. I just wanted out. I just wanted better. I just wanted different. But I had to choose that. Our relationship has been so refining for each of us. 
because I was completely opposite of religious. I was going to hell in my mind, you know, and that's just because that's what we were taught. But that relationship helped me to learn how to be loved, if that makes sense. Right, and so mm-hmm. now I have these, all these relationships where we exchange love. People that are loved well grow fast. Right, so I'm gonna give you a better example, Cynthia. You know how when when you say you quit, just forget it, never mind. I ain't doing this no more, and then I just call and harass you. Yeah, that that's <laughs> the part. Right, that's the thing. Right, when the enemy tries to tell us how worthless and useless and how it doesn't make sense for you to do this because you're going to hell anyway, stupid, right? Mm-hmm. Then God will give someone the grace, right? Because we got to understand people are at multiple different levels all over everywhere, right? So I can't expect somebody to understand the truth of God's word like I do. But I can demonstrate his love because his love will lead you to his word. Always yep. remember that. His okay. love will always lead to his word. It's impossible to experience the love of God physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and you not want to know more. At the end of the day, grace gives you the power to want to know more. Okay. I hope that did, that, did that help you? Yeah. So keep building them relationships and quit isolating yourself before I come jump on you. <laughs> I I still fight the people. <laughs> I'm praying for that demon to be lifted. <laughs> That's all right. Miss D got my back. <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> we will fight you to love you, honey. Hey, Dion. Good morning. Hey, Chris. Good morning. Good, good morning. Love you. Love you. Love you more, sweetie. <laughs> good morning, Dion. It's Simi. Thank you for changing Hi, perspective. Sammy. <laughs> That's my Sammy. Hi, Sammy. Hi, baby. <laughs> Anybody else? Hey, Dion, this is persistent. I might have missed it in the declaration. My mind travels sometimes, and I have to pull it back to listen. That's one of my struggles. But what happened to the gentleman, the young man, on the floor that was sleeping on the Walgreens. I I don't know. Have a client. I don't know. I don't know, but that that sleeping bag was showing up gone that he said he didn't want. That made me happy, honey. (laughs) Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. Hey, hey, hey. So listening to you talking, you know, I've been crying ever since you posted sites. Pictures. It's just a beautiful, just to watch, to see God, and to see how real He is, um, and to also know Your love is real. And for you, I, I, I've watched how my kids, because my kids are funny. Like everybody, they don't like how I gravitate towards. That's not them. All three of my children, when I say love you hard, they love you because they know you love them. And so when you said those who are loved will grow fast, that's so true. Because wounded people that won't open themselves up for love won't grow. They'll be stagnant. And then the enemy can punk you till you lose your entire mind. So this morning is such, it's so beautiful. And I understand when you were talking about tan. 
because when I first met her almost eight years ago, too, I know because I wasn't super, you know, I was like halfway saved or whatever. She was also. (laughs) (laughs) You was was going to hell. I was going to hell, you know. You guys are not going to bash me and make me the hell sender. You was going, I'm telling you, D, you was going to hell on the speedboat, cuz. <laughs> Didi, if you still talking, we can't hear you. <laughs> That's the Holy Ghost. No, I was just right. laughing because I know Tan's about to get me. <laughs> so. 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 Go on and finish so I can get you real good. Go on and finish, Didi. Demetriana. Organic. Go ahead. <laughs> uh-uh. See, now she didn't got quiet. She don't got nothing to say. <laughs> okay. In my own defense, today's lesson was so big. So I want to talk about the, um, Dion, how many more minutes do you have? Um, I'm a, I'm okay because I got all, I got all whole clothes, but you good. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. So I want to, because I don't want to lose the people who got confused by what you said. I don't yeah. want to lose the people that are um, that are religious and that go back to what you were taught, that what what you were mistaught. I want to Didn't go because we don't never. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or turning their nose up. That was me. That was me. I was judgmental. Um, I automatically sent people to hell if they looked a certain way or they did a certain thing because of what I was taught. Here's what I so 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 Dion is on one end of the spectrum, I'm on the other. Today, what the Holy Spirit helped me to realize. Somebody that, needs to mute your phone, please. Jill, can you find them and mute them? I said, whoever that is, unless you mute yourself, please. Go ahead, sissy. So so we're on one. She's on one end of the spectrum, and I'm on the other. Like God still loves us the same. And so what the Holy Spirit revealed to me today was, is that it's necessary for you to be, to speak up so that people can see and be delivered from that way of thinking. Because, I mean, we can judge people based upon what they look like or what they have on or their behaviors, but, but you can also be judged for judging people. Right, so being it's, it it's, it doesn't it doesn't matter. So can I? T- I want to talk a little bit about what I had to do and what I had to take off in order to not focus on Dion and not focus on what I was taught, but what the word says. So one example is, I knew Dion was saved without shadow of a doubt. I knew that God was moving in her life, but I couldn't get past the fact that she smoked. I just, it messed me up in my head. It really, it it was like, how is this possible? Because I was taught, if you smoke, you go to hell. You're going to hell. Am I giving people, don't don't take this out of perspective, okay? I'm not giving people permission and saying something is okay or not. I'm talking about my experience. And so it was not my, I knew enough to say, Dion, you're going to, like something is going on here and it's time for me to be quiet and watch. So I would pray for her and I would pray that God would take the taste away and she would stop and then she would start. And she knew, here's the thing, she knew that, and I remember, do you, I don't know if you remember this conversation we had one time, Dion, when I said, but why do you smoke at one of these odd times? Are you Uh trusting more in the process of 
what you get out of the nicotine than God? Because if that's the case, you're making the cigarettes your God. Do you remember that? Uh-huh. And, and then so, I told her I don't, the cigarette wasn't my God. The cigarette was my boyfriend. <laughs> remember that? <laughs> I wasn't hunting. So I was like, right. hell, I'm going to do something. <laughs> right. I, yeah, right. So, so, but then it was my responsibility as her friend. I've already, I've already done what I could do. My responsibility, and I still see God. I'm talking about we on declare victory. And right. declare victory is growing and people are being blessed. And in my mind, I'm saying, but God, how is this possible? He was showing me then that his grace was sufficient. I'm not saying that. What, oh, anyway, that's what he was showing me. And then all of a sudden, the switch flipped. And she stopped. And it's been years. And God still loves her. Listen, I don't have the explanation for it. There's some things we won't be able to under that we won't be able to explain. There are we will never fully be able to understand God's grace. We will never fully be able to explain it. It's something that has to be experienced. So what are you saying, Tanya? If there is someone in your life or someone, you know, you may not be a best friend or whatever, it may not be a good friend. It could be a relative or somebody that you have association with. It's not your responsibility to send them to hell. It's your responsibility to cover them in prayer and ask the Lord to help them to see um, uh, their shortcomings or ask the Lord to help them to get to the place of deliverance or to get to the place of believing him for the release of whatever that thing is. It's not our place to be judgmental. So I'll, I'll stop there. That's good. That was, that was a plenty. It is, it is our sole responsibility. Can I tell y'all what our, our responsibility is? Love people. That part That's right our there. responsibility, period. Let's put a, we can put a period right there. If you never quote a scripture, you never take anyone to the word of God. If you never, ever um, rattle off the Lord's prayer, this is the part I need you to get. Kindness is a magnet for momentum. Right? When you're just kind to people, all, that's all. It blows me away that we could be in a global pandemic for a year and people could walk past you and not say hello after having to be in the house and not being afforded the opportunity to say hello. Blows my mind. Trips me out. So I, I love to make eye contact and simply say good morning. Right? Now, I'm not always given that opportunity. In certain instances, I'm told not to. But for the most part, the reality is the only time that real change can happen in your life is with a conversation. <clears throat> now, God gives revelation. Don't get it twisted. You can have a conversation with the Holy Spirit, but it's still a conversation. When God wants to change your life, he sends you a person. It's not this magic something that happens. It's a literal person. The question is, are you willing to be the person? I'm just always willing to be the person, right? And that that personhood comes in the form and the fashion of the abundance of love God has demonstrated to me. It is 
a pleasure to hand it off, right? And so it, it doesn't have an objective, doesn't have an agenda. Real love is um, almost like a nuisance. And and I could use even Pam as an example, right? I love Pam. Our relationship is is different. It is it is what it is. Um, there there are two Pams. Uh, this particular one, um, it, it's it's amazing when you just love on people. I don't care how long it takes, and some it just slower. Some it takes a little bit longer. But the more time you spend loving people. Um, the more open they are. Now, in certain instances, it doesn't necessarily always work the way you want it to. I have this relationship with this amazing woman, and it's like a a love-hate. She loves me on Tuesdays and Saturdays and on Fridays and Sundays. She don't necessarily, and if she listens, she knows who I'm talking about. Um, But I love her, and there's nothing she can do about it. Right, I I can't make it go away. My thing to be mad or <laughs> grudge hold is broke. It does not work, and she get on my nerves and everything. But rain, shine, sleet or snow, that's my sister, and I love her. I don't I don't like everything that she does, but she knows that I love her, and I know that she loves me too. But you know the the with the capacity that she has. But we have to learn how to be patient with people in their process and not throw the baby away with the bath water. Is it easy to do? Absolutely not. But is it helpful? Absolutely. It's life-altering. Period. It's life-altering. Any more questions, comments, commentary by anyone else? Good morning. This is Sister Lisa. Good morning to everyone. When you was talking about uh, homeless people, I it just uh, flashed right through my mind when I was in the doorway sleeping on Market Street. Um, yeah, sleeping on just cardboard, no cover. And then it just made me realize the grace God has shown me that I'm still here. I'm still here, and that I hadn't been um, running after him like I'm running now. And also, as my son, he uh, he fell out before he died behind CVS store um, and never fell. And so when I had to take him off of life support, there was nothing else they could do. But I was in prayer, and when you said, "Where is his mother?" I'm not, no, I'm not think, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but yes. But I was in prayer. I was fasting for him to come home. But before that, I back up a little bit. He was on Mission Street, and I take noodles. Come stay with me. You can come stay with me. I will help you. And I, uh, he said, "I got it, Mom." You know, so back over to Severfield, so I came home and and there's a lot of people over there that was home you know home i've been there i've been on the ground with them that just when i look at them i see me and then i see the grace that now i am giving place to them not only just the food but just to tell them that god loves you i don't know the scripture because i'm still trying to understand the word 
in the Bible. I'm still struggling with that. But I do tell him, I, see, he loves you. He can do it for me. He can do it. They don't know my story, but I say that to them. And I'm just praying and hoping that they would change their lives, you know. And, and God showed me the grace to save me. But he had another agenda for my son. But he was his, I keep reminding myself, I'm still, you know, not still, but in the process of still going through a broken heart that I don't have my child. Uh, Mother's Day just passed, first Mother's Day. Um, what could I, and then last night I was dreaming. I'm just, it might sound like I'm rallying, but I'm dreaming. And I just had him all in my mind last night. What? You, what if you would just search harder? What if you just ran harder to find him, to talk to him again? And I said, Jesus, Lord, I just stepped straight up and said, God, take this demon out of my head. It's done. He's with you. Now he's done. I don't need to keep beating myself up. And then I, I tried everything I could. I couldn't save my child. But God. Well, let, let me let me stop you real quickly. So let me okay. let me share something with you. Um. <clears throat> There, there is, uh, there is a process of sanctification that happens with all of us when, for real, we hunger and thirst after God. And there is, for you, a need for some deliverance because guilt and shame are attached to the loss of your son, <clears throat> right? That's not, that's not foreign. It's like having survivor's guilt. You understand what I'm saying? Because you know and and I know, and, and I think we all as parents could say this, you know you didn't live the best life in front of him to give him the necessary tools. I know that wasn't a gift for me, right? Just as a, as a parent, right? As, as a, yes. a mother, I think all of us have those things that our um, authority figures didn't hand us. But I'm going to tell you guys a very transparent story um, really quick, and, and Lisa, hopefully this will help you. <clears throat> when my baby, my eldest son was born, he was three pounds, three ounces, full term. I had a hole in my placenta. So I need you guys to understand that this this leg of my race, the, the devil has been after my children since the foundation of the earth was set, right? He was born three pounds, three ounces. <clears throat> um, he had zero amniotic fluid. He was starving, so he drank the amniotic fluid. As I took him home, I remember walking into my grandmother's house. My grandmother was my mama for real, for real. Um, and my grandmother looked at my baby, and my grandmother said, mm, he going to be simple. This really happened. And in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, now, why would you tell me my baby is going to be simple? And she was like, look, his eyes real close together. This this really happened. This is this is my testimony. See, this is that the scripture coming alive. <clears throat> what I realized is I had agreed with what she said because she was my authority. So then what it did was it gave me language to support what she told me for twenty eight years of his life. See twenty eight. While in the family house in San Francisco, the Holy Spirit painted a picture for me. And the picture was that I had to come out of agreement with what my grandmother said 28 years ago in an effort to help support my son. 
there is a level of guilt, I think, as parents that we have unintentionally, but it comes with years of seasoning um, that will push us into a place where we can't get past what we should have done, could have done, wish we had done differently. Guess what? Mm -hmm. Let me tell you a secret. Your kid had an assignment. His assignment ended. It had, it's, it's nobody's fault. Our days are numbered. Every single one of us. That means, what that means is you can't die until your assignment ends, whatever that is. Okay. Right? And so you're not responsible for his life ending. God is the giver of life, not how good you parent it. (laughs) Your parents, (laughs) I mean, whatever the case. But but you don't have the right to think you got, and if you had done something different, his life would have been different. That's not true. Oh, thank you. Oh, Jesus. So you stop holding yourself hostage to certain things because the reality is you you're not the boss of nothing. That's that. Them kids don't belong to us. Them God children. Okay. All we do is steward them. Now. Some of us, we could have done it differently. Listen, I know folks that saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled. All their kids got a record. (laughs) (laughs) And they want, but I'm just saying. Yes, Lord. We we ain't God. We don't run nothing. Yes. At all. All And so that's trying to, that's me trying to be in control or. Yeah, you ain't in control or whether or not your son live or die. Who you think you are? Quit holding yourself. Listen, that's borderline thinking too highly of yourself. Child, your baby is resting and you got a life to live. And it's not in your history. It's, It's in your now. Live it. Forward. Thank God for the years that you, you are still a mother. That yes, never yes, changes because your son is not here. So to God be the glory that you still here. Now you got an opportunity for you to get it right. So, so yeah, let Amen. your free yourself from that. You don't gotta call yourself hostage to that. Thank you Amen. so much. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Tan on you. Okay, so um that was really, really good. Um, what you just shared with Lisa. Anybody else have a question or want to make a comment or is it anybody stuck by what I said about my experience um, in dealing with Dion, something that you have a, whatever, it doesn't matter, anything on this topic. All right, going once. Good morning. Oh, good morning. Good morning. Who is this, Tika? This is Tony. Good morning, hey, everyone. Tony? Good morning. Thank God for another morning just to be alive and just to tell him thank you. I was listening to Pastor Dion. I I kind of went to sleep on a little bit, but I enjoyed her declaration. You all ladies, when I get on in the morning and listen to you all, I I gain strength. I do. I'd be so tired, but I remember, Miss Tanya, you said something this morning. I was dealing with a situation and about that cigarette and that smoking and a habit. And I got tired of dealing with it. The, the lady that 
um, doing it. And I'm like, you know what, God, what to do? But it's like he gave me an assignment to just be there. I can't change her, but I can only pray for her. So when you were talking about that, I just laughed. It was funny, but it wears me out sometimes. But I realize I have to say <laughs> my word <laughs> yeah. and to keep my glass full in order to deal with her because it becomes a, um, it's Tyson, really. And you have to stay in the word and to deal with people, you know, in spite of what they do and how they do it. You can't change anyone. Mm-hmm. You just have to live the life before them and, you know, encourage them because somewhere along the way they got lost. They were, you know, no one never told them that they were loved or, you know, you beautiful or whatever. They didn't have that, you know, as you know, if you're confident and know who you are and who you believe in, then you're just confident and you have to encourage one another. And Ms. Dion said, it's a shame how you can just, in this pandemic, look at people and they not speak. And it's the norm. We have to live like this now until God sees fit to change it. But it is different. It's different from me. When I get tired, I go take a ride. <laughs> it's just mm. me and my son here from New Orleans and my godmom, but I go take a ride and relieve this stress that I'm I get bored real quick. So but I thank God. I just thank God for the word this morning. You all just give me strength and I laugh and I keep going. You know, Miss Tony, you said something that was really that really stood out for me. Um I thought about uh my relationship, my twenty plus your relationship with the let actually yeah it's 20 plus years she said it's, we've known each other for many many years but we became friends a little bit later and it was more of mentor than it than it was and then we became friends but here's something that the holy ghost reminded me of just like we get tired of mm-hmm. people who are you know whatever it is that we're dealing with with them and we know they can do better like we know we see yeah. the potential they just don't get it yet can you imagine how the father feels about us? Yeah. But, but he still extends his grace. He yeah. still allows us to operate in a gift that he's given or gifts, plural, that he's given us. He still allows us to wake up and get access to brand new mercy. Yeah. And so when I look at it, th- this is how I had to look at it with my relationship with Dion. That's, she, you know, that's her thing. There's a yeah. process associated with her life. I don't get to put a timetable on it because I'm sick of it. And I remember saying to the Lord, (laughs) I'm just not going to go back to get my hair done anymore. I've told this story many, many times because it started off with her being uh, my stylist. And I said, and she did an amazing job. Um, Mm -hmm. But I said, you know, I'm just not going to go back because she's not getting it. And he's like, no, 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 go ahead and make your appointment for, you know, I said, no, because, you know, it's just, there's no change. He said, no go ahead and make your appointment. You're going to continue to go. And I'm like, well, why should I have to pay money to go try to give her advice and show her how she needs to live right? He said, if you don't make that appointment, (laughs) not like that, I'm paraphrasing. It was, I didn't realize this, that the life, I had no idea. The life that I was living, the example that I was setting, and I wasn't perfect, but the example that I was setting was impactful to her. I had no idea. Yeah. Because that was never my intention. I was just going to get my hair done. And then I realized, hey, this is a thing. So, yeah, I, I get it. I totally get it. 
God gets sick and tired of us too. So, yeah. Amen. And yeah. Can I say this real quick on just yeah. on the heels? Oh, I and, thought I was, wait. I thought I was talking behind your back. <laughs> no, I, I didn't. No, it it would it wouldn't matter. I, I wouldn't be worried about that. This is the part I need. This is the part I need Miss Tony to get. I wasn't lost. I smoked. Yes. Right. I wasn't lost or confused. You said that's your boyfriend. <laughs> yes, <ma'am. laughs> that, was my, that was my dude. Listen, I, I, but I, I need you to be clear that, that I was, listen, yes. and get this, casting out demons and devils on site. That's the part I need you to know. How about that? <laughs> and, and would pray you under the table and then go smoke a square. That's the part I need you to get. I was, nothing, nothing was lost about me. Just, just but, you know, in, so our, you in our religious mind, in our religion, yeah, in your religious mind, you feel like, yeah, right. my, God, my cigarette made me powerless. It did not. <laughs> it, it did not. I, I, need, I need you to be, I need you to be oh clear. It, it did okay. not keep me from doing anything that I was assigned to. And so a lot of times, look, religion will tell you that now she smokes a square, honey. She ain't saying the devil and his mama is lying. I smoke. Right? So so all of it, all of it takes a for real deliverance process. It's not, it's not overnight, but it does not disqualify anyone from operating under the full auspice of the power of the Holy Ghost. And the only reason I know is because I live. Yes. Right? That's the only reason I know. So I just I just okay. wanted to help help you out this moment. Okay. Honey. I was not confused. <laughs> I had the whole Holy Ghost and feel guilty with every single cigarette and just dealt with, with every you. drag. Listen, just so listen, you whatever. know. <laughs> Diddy, Diddy was trying to jump in. It, no, it was basically Dion was up in my head too because growing up and I would see the deacons, you know, on the side of the church smoking and I would get confused. I was like, wait a minute, they was just in there doing the prayer, and, you know, <laughs> doing the offering, and now they're on the side of the. And so that would make us little kids. We sneak to the office and smoke their butts that they put in the ashtray. And but I thought, you know, that's just really <laughs> that part. But, but here's the thing: when I hear people yeah. say that, and that's what was turning me off. And I didn't want to know the Lord because I was like, if I got to be mean and cantankerous and judgmental and send everybody to hell for lip, because I used to wear that Bonnie Bell lip gloss. Y'all know that Bonnie Bell lip gloss. And some of the, <laughs> that was super greasy. Yeah. And it was, wipe some of that off your lips, girl. But I'm thinking to myself, it's a vice. We have vices. So when you hear people talk about you going to hell, and just like I've heard Ted about me, I do too much. I'm over the top. She ain't saved. Whatever, and Dion, thank you. You are over. The, you are. Over I the am, time. but you know what? That ain't. I ain't going to hell for being over the top, because right. we forget that we forget that that same that same people that's judging others that's eating twelve pieces of crunchy fried chicken and So don't right just now, right. don't just narrow down to the smoking and the in the party and all that stuff. Check. Right. We have to check ourselves. So we ain't, you know, sending people to hell. But Tanya, I'm grateful, and I, I'm going to say this and not joke about it, because of you and Dion, you guys know, and, and Sabrina, so I'll do my graces, but Tan has helped me so much, you guys, um, when God strategically places people in your life. And I didn't even know when I when I clicked on that, that Facebook page and I ended up at Dion's house for the first time I met, declare, you know, Declare Victory, I didn't know that here we were going to be, I'm still married, 
And I have to say, Tanya, yeah. thank you for it. It's, it's bigger than we think. Just growing and watching them walk out loud and, you know, not letting the judgmental stuff that I thought, because I would have given up if I allowed what I have gone through to turn me away because of what others have said. So I'm just grateful right. for this lesson on grace today. And we laugh a lot, mm-hmm. but it's really love. Like we love each other mm-hmm. so hard. So I just wanted to say that and tell you, uh, um, you can, you can text me later and tell me to, to be quiet, but I, I love you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, seriously though, um, I, I really hope that somebody is getting something out of this. Stop struggling. I think we have a responsibility to give people to God. Those people that we're connected with, those people that we see, um, cause there's so much that goes behind the scenes that we don't know about with leadership with people that you idolize, you have no idea what their vices are. They just don't show them to you until they get caught. Right? And so this is not about, this is not about what you can't do as a believer. This is about, this is about God's grace. It's about his love. And this is about us doing our very best and then leaving the rest to him. This is not about making excuses so you can get away with sin. You never get away with sin. You never get away with disobedience. There are always consequences. So so go back to what Dion said. She smoked. She knew that it was not a, a healthy habit. She knew all those things. It was a choice that she made in part, but part of it was generational. Her mom smoked. Did Sadie smoke, Dion? I can't remember. She did snuff my whole life. Okay. Right. So this was something that was generational for Dion as well. I'm not making an excuse. I'm talking about something that she grew up as a norm in her household. Right. And so there are things that in our household, in our household, in our family life that are norms for us. And when we when we realize, wait a minute, this is not living in excellence according to the word of God. This is not this is something that that I feel guilty about. If I feel for he that knoweth to do good and doeth not, it is sin. So if there's something that you're feeling guilty about a particular behavior, then you need you want it to, I, you don't have to do anything I say, but my suggestion would be that you pray and ask God to help you with that to 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 lay that thing aside, to give that thing up. You ask Him for deliverance over that thing, and then you do your part. You know, you 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 do your part. Anybody else have a comment or hey, um, something? Yes. Tanya, hey, Hi, this is Prosperous. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I am enjoying the dialogue this morning. Um, the declaration was amazing. Um, and I don't know, there's just something supernatural going on. First, when um, Dion was talking about the encounter that she had with the, um, the young man who was on the ground, and I was just thinking, look at how supernatural. That was just such a supernatural encounter the way I saw it, because that's how it was in the... I was reminded about how it was in the Bible and they had, there were lepers and um, people who were like, um, you know, people would just scoff at. And it was just like such a beautiful encounter. Um, and then when you were talking about, Sister Tan, about um, uh, when you were going in to uh, see Pastor Dion when she was doing your hair, um, it was so interesting because um, I've had situations like this, too, about going to the hair salon and stuff, <laughs> really not knowing if I wasn't. Am I supposed to keep going to this place? But um, how God used you, and he, it wasn't it wasn't even how you knew he was using you. Like, 
I, I've listened to um, Dion say how she's watched you over the years, even when you were, you know, would be reading your Bible in the chair and then she would be just doing her things. God was using you and like you, it sounded like you had another thought that, you know, if you just talked to her enough, then she would get it. But she was just, I think, being blessed by just your presence and you just being there. It's just We just don't know how God is using us to impact others in their lives. So I'm just thankful for the conversation and I love everybody on Declare Victory. It's just been such a blessing and just have a wonderful blessed day. Keep talking, everybody. I'm enjoying listening. Amen. Thank you, Pam. Pam. That was yeah. beautiful. Yes. Daniel, this is Barbara. Me and my daughter just cracking up at you and Dion. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tanya. I just thank God. Texas. I really thank God for you guys because what we don't realize is People are always watching us. Like my daughter says, she, I don't think she ever says anything, but she's always listening. And it's always a blessing. I, I just was laughing with y'all. It was funny. It was so funny. And then, and then BD's chiming in. And this is the daughter. I admire you guys so much. Oh, I, I admire you just for. You know, having Hi, Tanya. Ain't that silly? I'm sorry. I got off me. Hi, Paul. <laughs> I really do. I do. But I do randomly chime in and I don't say anything. So you never know. You know, you never know who's listening, what you guys are saying, how you affect them, how you bless them. Because I get blessed all the time. I just, I don't say anything. So I love oh, you guys. thank you. So, so much. We love you right on back. We, we love you. We love, now, you, we love you back. Super a, hard, girl. Super yeah. hard. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Tanya um, and Pastor Dion. Yes. Um, I wanted to. I wanted to ask. Um, I have two more things, and then I won't be talking no more because I got to go in and clean. But I wanted to say, <laughs> as Tanya was ministering to you, um, while she was getting her hair done, um, she wasn't. This is, she wasn't. <laughs> Okay, she, she just was getting her hair done. She just was getting her hair done. Okay, but uh-huh. what I wanted to ask is, did she mess up in front of you? How do I go forth if God is using you and you kind of messed up? I'm not holding no guilt on me, but you kind of messed up in front of that person when you should have been ministering to that person, or like the smoking weed. How do you that's a good so, point. That's, that's a really good, point. that's a good question. Um, so you want to go first? And I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'll, I'll go first. So so two things. Um, see, initially, I didn't really know. I mean, I knew she was a church lady, but I didn't know if it was real. I had been seeing church ladies my whole life. They was fake, though. <laughs> they was just kidding. They was they were partials. So So for me... Her being a church lady didn't really mean a whole bunch. I knew she came from church. But what I did was I watched. She would every now and then come in and say, listen, I am i don't want you to think I'm acting funny. I'm on a consecration, so I'm going to be really quiet. And I was like, a consecration, hmm. Well, what's that, right? Now, I knew what it was, but I didn't know what it looked like. Or she would come um, and she would sit and she would study while she was under the dryer because she used to have to be under the dryer for two days. So I would leave her at the salon. She had Bibles, <laughs> Bibles and highlighters. And I'd come back and she'd still have a Bible and a highlighter for two days later. Um, I'm being okay. facetious. Her hair, her hair was like almost to her behind. 
Um, so she literally would have to be under the dryer for hours and hours and hours. And the entire yeah. time she would sit there, she would study. And I was like, mm. now I had seen my mom study forever, right? I had seen her study and, you know, just in her, her early walk. But I, she was my mama, so I lived with her, <laughs> right? And so, you know, we have all these different nuances, but she did not talk to me a bunch about Jesus only if I had questions. If I had questions, she would answer them. Okay. And I would ask them periodically. See, and at the time, I had gifts, but I grew up Baptist. Gifts ain't allowed. Mm-hmm. Right, I could see. I, I could see prophetically. I, I dreamed and things like that. But I had absolutely no reference point. I had no one to ask. I had nobody to question or, like, how do I use this? What do I do with it? I, I didn't have that. So I watched her enough to say, okay, well, maybe she'll be able to help me, which is why some of my behaviors were what they were, because I didn't want nobody to think I was weird. Right? <laughs> So you asked about if if when I messed up. So initially, I didn't know that she was saved for real. So okay. I didn't care. Okay. But once I realized she was saved for real, uh-huh. I didn't do it in front of her. Now, there have been times as a believer and a mature believer that I've messed up in front of people. I will call them or go to them and repent. Please forgive okay. me. I didn't do that right. Okay. All right, Tan, you. So she she pretty much um, said what I said. So on the flip side of her watching me, I had no idea she was watching me because my intent was never to go there to be a mentor to her or to demonstrate my life. I needed to make sure that I had some things that, like literally my hair is very thick and very long. And I knew I was going to be, not only did I have my study materials, I had my snacks and a meal or something. Because I'm literally, we're talking about three, four hours under the dryer. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so I had to have something to distract me. I just figured this was a great time for me to get my study in. I wasn't trying to, you know, let people know I was deep or whatever. Mm -hmm. Because if I didn't have some kind of materials, I probably would have been cussing and fussing and acting a fool. No, not really. Um, (laughs) But but the because the, had I known not this is what I also found out Dion would tell them listen Tanya is here don't y'all run out don't y'all run out I never knew any of that mm. I would have I would have been embarrassed I would have I would have changed something had I known people were watching so the biggest thing you could do whether no matter what it is if you messed up in front of people let them mm-hmm. I, I I shouldn't have done that it's, it's called accountability I shouldn't mm-hmm. have done that. Please forgive me. You're gonna get girl. That ain't I ain't tripping. You could you could do this with us again. We finished. Nope, I'm not. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. next time you're around them and they get ready to indulge, okay, you guys, it was good hanging around you. I'm getting ready to go. Okay. And and if they really, you know what I'm saying? Like so. Anyway, that's those those that's just a couple of things. But um, okay. um yeah, accountability. Um, accountability. and don't let the devil pluck you out of being. Hold on one second. Don't let the devil or self, we can't put everything on the devil. Don't let yourself punk you out of being accountable because it's okay. going to do something for them. Why? It's, they may never tell you or they may not tell you for long. It's going to do something for them. They're going to see that as a change because you ain't never did that before. Right. They're okay. going to see that as a change. Okay. So you go with your moxie. 
in humility, though. Your spiritual, you got your spiritual moxie on. Yes. If you don't know what that word means, look it up. Look it up I'm anyway, M-O-X-I-E. Look that word up. Go with I'm your looking. spiritual moxie and in humility to each person you were with. If they're in a group, fine. Otherwise, do it individual. But I would do that immediately. Okay. I got you. Somebody just, thank you for asking. Somebody just said my name. Yeah, that was me. Okay. I just wanted to make make a, a comment. Um, okay. I have a friend that is really my friend. I met her. She, In fact, her husband was one of my clients. And when I first, and I'm a nurse. And when I first met her, he was dying. And, oh, this has been years. You, it's, it's what you do in front of people. Her and I used to drink together. Mm. Now, now, I mean, she's just been watching me. I bought her a Bible because she asked me. And she's reading her Bible. She hasn't had any hard liquor in I don't know how long. Over a year, I know. Mm. It's just how you live in front of people. And like Tan said, if you make a mistake, I'm so sorry. You know, you know, I shouldn't have did that. Blah blah. And you just walk right after that. Um, people watch you all the time. That's why um, the real you is when nobody's looking, or you think nobody's looking. Mm-hmm. We have we have to honor God regardless. I used to drink an alcohol just like she used to drink an alcohol. She saw me stop doing that. Mm, okay. So, um, like Tan said, just apologize and just walk the walk. You know you're supposed to walk. I got you. I have another question, but I have to go in. So I'll All right. Later, later on and act. Okay. Up. All right. Love you, sweetie. Later. Have a good day. Okay. Love your day. And we are almost at the top of the hour, but is there anybody else that has anything burning? This know, is Christina. Comment? I just okay. had a quick comment. Um, I just wanted to say that just from listening and just hearing you guys, um, your friendship is a perfect example of what extending grace to others looks like. Aww. Wow. Thank you, Christina. <laughs> That's really special. Um, You know, um, I think that also I'll never know the mind of God. We we None of us will. But sometimes I wonder, how in the world did you connect me and Dion? Why did you do that? Like there are 13 years. Is it 13 years, Dion, or 12 years? Yep. 12 years as a senior. Like she's she's way younger than me. But you would. So I think that God did it the way that he did it so that we could live out loud so that other people can see what it looks like to have somebody that loves you, somebody that will hold you accountable, somebody that's willing to go to bat for you, um, um, and that there can be genuine friendship. We ain't confused about our gender. <laughs> right. We, we, right. We're not confused. <laughs> Listen. Listen. Yeah. I might yeah, punch, no, I, sure. now, if she came at me the wrong way, she might get punched in the face <laughs> or in the top of the head. That part. That's that's not it's not that's not it at all. We genuinely have the Jonathan David love for, for each other. That's my sister. Yeah. I can I can feel when things are off 
It's crazy. She can feel when things are off with me. Right. Even while she say hello, married, and I'll be like, what just ne- happened? Yeah, what's wrong with, yeah, what's wrong with you? What, what was that? I hate her. <laughs> and let me tell y'all <laughs> something, honey, so y'all don't think she is a Twinkie and a cupcake, honey. I had to have some grace, too, because she, every other day, was sending me to hell, and I kept telling her, nigga, I ain't going to hell. Sorry, I shouldn't be at I know I, no, I'm I wasn't. Don't sound negative. Nuh-uh. Maybe, I'm, maybe, I'm once, a maybe, maybe once a week. Once a week, at least. Mm-hmm. At least once a week. And then we would go do minutes. She would, see, but I was necessary for Tanya yeah. in that yeah. Um, her heart was so good. I was like, oh, surely I got to, because that's not right. That ain't, that. Let me here. Let me help you with that. So we were helpers one to another. Mm-hmm. And the crazy part is the majority of, of my hard friendships. I mean, like, you know, like my real sacrificial relationships. We are night and day. Like Sabrina is the epitome of grace. Sabrina, we, yeah. I, call her to clean, I call her the clean up lady. So Sabrina comes after <laughs> I just said everything that came to my mind. And what she does is say, well, what she meant to say. <laughs> Sabrina helps the people from jumping off a bridge after I get through saying whatever it is that the Holy Spirit gave me because it comes out. It don't have no sugar, nothing fancy. Right. And so so don't be surprised by odd relationships. Like, don't expect the packaging to be, you know, the same height as you, the same taste and desires as you, you know, uh, all of us are very different, but we are necessary one for another. So where she would help me a lot of the times when it came to the logistics, because she had been taught and trained differently, because at Baptist Church, you go to Bible study and you know all of that stuff, but you're not taught about holiness. You, you, that's not like that's not a conversation for real in the Baptist church. That's, <laughs> so there are certain things that I needed her for, and there are certain things that she needed me for. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, I, I'm like a watchdog for Tanya because her life isn't as exposed as mine has been. So mm-hmm. certain things she won't see. So I have to say, no, 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 mm-hmm. sis, let me tell you what that is. Right? And so mm-hmm. all of those different things are important. You know, so don't don't limit yourself based on what you think it should look like, because our relationship, I don't think uh, we ever would have thought it would Pick end up like this. No, absolutely not. No, because mm-hmm. to be honest, Sheena, my 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 baby sister, um, and Dion were friends. Right, they used to sing together. That's how that's how I knew who she was. I'm like, oh, I ain't being, but listen, um, but, but, but we don't know. Yeah. You know, 13 years is not that much of a difference, but, you know, you think because whatever. Um, So I really hope that today's conversation introduced balance to you and frees you from feeling like you got to save people. You get, can I tell you a secret? You listening? No, no, seriously. Listen, listen with your eyes. You can't change anybody. All we can do is live the life and be open to what the Holy Spirit tells us to do. Make sure that you're being obedient. That don't mean that you're being perfect. I mean, make sure that you're doing the things that you know to do. You can't do, if you don't know it, you don't know what you don't know. 
you, you just don't know it. You can't, you can't do that. But then when you find out, now you have a responsibility to, to be accountable for that. So this is a, our lives are a process. We're on a journey. There are things in my life too. I'm not perfect. I didn't live that life that Dion lived, but I don't, I don't, she, I'm the one that she talked about. Oh, listen, saved, sanctified, brought up in the church, raised in the church. All three of my kids got a record. All three of my kids been to jail. One of them back and forth for a minute. He, the, 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 he hasn't been in a while, but like all, all three of my kids, they know that other life. All three of them. Now, I raised five, but I'm talking about the three that birthed, that I birthed into the world. I'm like, what? So Dion taught me how to still love them. Can you imagine growing up in a household with me? You're, you're, uh, <laughs> I'm the youth pastor. My dad is the pastor. Well, they didn't call it youth pastor. They, would, they called it youth church mother at the time. But can you imagine my kids growing up in my household? You know, and then I realized, oh, my God, I'm, I'll, I'll run them away. With all this religiosity, be their mom, be their parent, live the life, stop living raggedy in front of them. Talking, they hear you talking on the phone about people, or they see you, or they whatever. Stop living a double life. Live the life in front of them, and uh, she's the one that helps me. So what? Your kids smoke weed? Just you know, they they don't smoke around me. Um, they don't you know they they don't they don't dessert, they don't drink around me. But they do their thing, right? But they respect me as their mom. My children and I have a great, we're not supposed to be best friends. I'm not their best friend. I'll still get them together because I'm their mama. But my children like hanging out with me. My, my, we have a relationship. And so I want to encourage you guys to reevaluate some things. If your children don't never want to come around, why is that? That don't make no sense. Are you that religious around them that every time they come around, you smell like weed? What you been doing? You drunk again? They know they drunk. They know they smell like weed. You don't have to say that to them. They know that if you got a, if your if your son or your daughter is now um, lesbian or is um, now gay, they they know they got their issues. You telling them that they gay and that they are that and they don't live right and they going that's not helping them. You're running them away from you. Does that mean that you accept any and everything that they do? No. These are, these are the boundaries. There's certain things you can't do around me. I'm still your mama. That's, that goes to the being the mama part. And when you live a life before them, it demands respect. See, I never smoked around me, ever. I ne- to be honest, I never even smelled smoke on her. I don't know what she did. I never smelled smoke on her ever. That was because she respected the Jesus in me. Not because I'm perfect. She respected the God in me. Do your children, do your loved ones, do your coworkers, do they respect the God in you? Or do you, do, do you run out with them when they act in a fool? Can you, will your coworkers say to you, you know, there's something about you that there's this, this, they'll call it a love or the light they'll see or something like that. They won't, they don't know that it's God. When people come to you about, um, you know, God or about, they might call it, you're, you're religious, huh? They don't know that you love Jesus, right? So you don't need to correct them. They see the light in you. 
Now, some people may come to you and say, could you say a prayer for me or could you, could you, could you think good thoughts towards me or whatever? That's an open door for just to do a little bit. Um, and, and some people may never say anything to you. Just live the life. When you walk into work on your way in, pray for the people at work. Pray that all goes well. Um, when people say, oh, that was lucky. Well, I feel I was blessed. Luck is random. There's, there are little subtle things that you can do. All right, we are past the hour, and I really got to go um, because I do need to um, – I wasn't supposed to do all this today. But I love you guys with the love of the Lord. We're going to pray before we end the call. Um, and just um, – because we are fasting today. Um, and I want to challenge you to do something different. I want to challenge you to stay off of social media. You, If you got some extra time to be on social media, I want to challenge you to – be in your word, listen to the word, or watch a YouTube video, or um, look, go back to the Declare Victory page and listen to one of the podcasts that are available to you at no cost. Um, I want to challenge you to meditate about God's goodness, about God's grace today, instead of being on social media. Um, when the fast is over, um, we're not eating today. For those of you who are able to do that, um, you don't have any health conditions, um, you're able to fast. And all we're going to be do doing today is drinking water or maybe cranberry juice to cleanse your system or maybe green tea with no sugar, uh, just the tea, again, to help cleanse your system. Don't be afraid of the headache. Don't be afraid of a hunger pain that you get. You're really not hungry. That's habit hunger. It's not real. Um, you know, you replace that with God. I thank you for filling me today. Fill me, Lord. Fill me, Lord. Fill me with your grace. Fill me, Lord. Fill me. Thank you, Lord, for filling me. Fill me with your word. Thank you for filling me, right? That hunger, that habit hunger pain will go away. Um, it's good for your body. So for those of you that are joining us today in your fast, I'm challenging you to do something different. Don't talk as much today. Spend, spend your time, unless it is work-related, your customer service and you have to talk or you got to respond to people, your coworkers around you. Other than that, idle chit-chat, I'm going to challenge you to shut it down. Shut it all the way down. I'm going to challenge you to um, not be engaged in a bunch of joking and gesturing and that kind of stuff. I'm going to challenge you to use this time today. Use it effectively and efficiently today by using that time to, again, meditate, listen to your gospel music, listen to um, some preacher, listen to a podcast, listen to your, your Bible. Uh, if you got a Bible app, um, uh, go to the, uh, a particular uh, scripture or a particular chapter or a particular bu book, press the audio portion, and let that word minister to you today. Talk less, pray more today until we break the fast at 5 o'clock. If you're able to join back at 5 o'clock, even if you can't talk, just to call in so we can bring it all together with Diane, uh, have a quick prayer. Um, uh, do that as well. But make your fasting count today. Don't focus on not being able to eat. That's you just you just not eating. Let's t let's turn it up a little bit, okay? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for every word that was uttered today. We thank you for the sacrifices that people made today to be on the call and to um, extend a little bit past the hour. God, we thank you that you help us to redeem the time. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for those that are already at work, 
They're already at school or wherever it is that they need to be. They're already out in the marketplace. God, I thank you for blessing us to allow our light to shine, that we don't dim it by our unseemly behavior. I thank you, God, that you give us a mind to be a little bit more quiet today and to focus more on you, to have a prayer in our heart and a song on our lips. I thank you, God, that today as we fast, um, away from things and from food. Father, that you bless our efforts. Um, this is a form of showing you humility. And so, Father, we thank you for being able to do it in excellence. We pray for Dion and Josiah today as he has radiation and other people who are undergoing different treatments and different therapies. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your grace. God, we thank you and praise you for the children that have returned to school. We thank you, God, for your grace that covers them. Hallelujah. We thank you for Psalms 91. We are covered. Hallelujah. Because those that dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for Psalms 91 that promises that no, no matter whether there are people that die, a thousand on our left, 10,000 on our right, that no dis-ease will come nigh our dwelling. We bless you and praise you for this time today and this gathering. In Jesus' name, thank God, amen. Listen, go and be the Jesus that somebody needs to see. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Love you too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye
This conference has reached its maximum duration and will end in one minute.